Betty's going to be like, oh, bad luck again. Yeah, exactly. Kicked out of yoga. Welcome to Girls Gone Hallmark, a Hallmark review podcast. I'm Megan, and I'm a longtime Hallmark movie fan. I'm Wendy. I'm your former Hallmark hater. Today, we're discussing Betty's Bad Luck in Love, which originally premiered on the Hallmark Channel on Saturday, January 20th. If you want to connect with us outside of the podcast, please follow us on Instagram. We have two Instagram accounts. One is Girls Gone Hallmark, which, as you can imagine, is all things Hallmark. We are also at Megan and Wendy which is just our lives, lots of um, puppy content over there, but, you know, just checking (laughs) in on what's going on in our lives, and we would love for you to join us there. Come on over to our Girls Gone Hallmark Facebook group. We are talking the way home. We're talking the new movies. There's a lot of hype around the February movies right now. I did see a preview of the Will Kemp Austin yes. movie, mm-hmm. and I was pleased to see that it appears to be set in the present day. You're pleased. Thank God. I, I'm, <laughs> I I'm, did think of you. Uh, I was like, Wendy hates a period piece. So at least it's just costuming and not setting. Exactly. Yeah, I thought, all right, well, that's one down for us. <laughs> we always invite you to leave reviews of the podcast, and we love it when you leave us a five-star rating and a written and review. And I'd like to share a recent review that we received. Okay. It's titled, Just a Great Time, from W1 Wood, Hallmark Channel, and Movies and Mysteries, Sometimes Beloved, Sometimes Maligned. Wait. What if you could find a great podcast that shares all perspectives you just did with Girls Gone Hallmark? Fast, fun, and the true measure of any podcast, it's engaging and leaves you looking forward to the next or their outstanding social media empire. hey Girls, guys, new to Hallmark and Movies and Mysteries or been here since the beginning, plug in, tune in, join the fun. Thanks for the awesome review. Loved it. So nice. Uh, Made me happy. Me too. Let's talk Betty's bad luck in love with a synopsis. Sure. Cursed from childhood to fail at romance, Betty's relationships have always ended in disaster. But when she meets Alex, she's tempted to try once more. Can true love prevail over a curse? This movie was directed by Linda Lisa Hader. Linda Lisa has 13 previous directing credits, including Murder in G Major, A Haunted Harmony Mystery, Unexpected Grace, and Cranberry Christmas, all of which are a little bit heavier in tone, which leads me to believe uh, had some influence on some of the later moments in this movie. Yeah, interesting. Um Side note, Lisa follows us on Instagram. Hi, Lisa. Cameron Johan. Would you say Johan? I don't know why you're second guessing yourself. It's Johan, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. Cameron Johan wrote the script for this movie. This is Cameron's second writing credit. He has also written the screenplay for a movie called Birdie from 2021. He has worked in entertainment for a long time, producing a number of Hallmark movies, including A Paris Proposal, Groundswell, and Rippin' Time. Lacey J. Maley plays Betty. Lacey has 29 acting credits, 
which include 55 episodes of the Hallmark series Chesapeake Shores as Jess O'Brien. She was also in one episode of Hudson and Rex, which I do think is due for a place on our Hallmark actor bingo card due to the number of times we see that on our resumes. A lot lately. Marco Grazzini plays Alex. Marco's 50 acting and credits also include Murder in G Major, a haunted harmony mystery. And also noteworthy, David has a role as best friend number two in Once Upon a Time. Break out those bingo cards. That's right. Jessica Garcia plays Sister Amy. Jessica has 29 acting credits, which include roles in both An Unexpected Christmas and Time for Him to Come Home for Christmas, incidentally, both starring one Tyler Hines. I mean, girl hit the supporting actor jackpot with her (laughs) lead actors being Tyler and Marco. Not too bad, right? Not too shabby. Betty's Bad Luck in Love was filmed in and around Vancouver in mid to late September 2023. What was your first impression of Betty's Bad Luck in Love? Well, in the words of my 15-year-old daughter who watched with me, she says, why are they blowing things up? Isn't this supposed to be a rom-com? Oh, indeed. My first impression is, girl, that's just stalking. <laughs> I, 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 I've seen a lot of criticism about this whole stalking. stalking we'll talk part. about it. <laughs> Swap the genders, and you got a real problem. You got a lifetime movie on your hands. <laughs> what did we like about Betty's Bad Luck and Love? Um. Okay. I really liked Lacey J. Maley. Oh, my God. Is that how you say it? Bailey Maley, right? Okay. I really like... Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. It's Monday morning. I really liked Lacey J. Maley. I had forgotten she was in Chesapeake Shores. Um, Granted, I only watched a couple of episodes, but um, I forgot that she was like the younger sister. I think she's the youngest sister on that show. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I know there's been a lot of criticism about the character Betty, but I thought Lacey was awesome. I agree. Look, I found myself watching this movie with a big smile on my face um, almost the entire time. I have some thoughts, but overall, I like Lacey and Marco were very charming and... May I say, the costume department deserves an award for the, up top, the brilliantly effortless wardrobe worn by Lacey Maley as Betty. I 100% agree. It's also in my, in my like situation, my, my like notes here. I was blown away by how unfussy, but absolutely stunning she looked in every scene she wore, you know, weekend dresses, her workwear. I loved it. But yeah. it doesn't stop with her. Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, like, her workwear was great. Her casual wear was great. Those blouses and jeans. I was like, yes, Ugh. put those in my uh, wardrobe right now. She had great jewelry. She, I, From head to toe. Stunning. I loved it. So other honorable mentions go to Maya, Alex, and Nelson's costuming, in my opinion. Um, other than the fact that there's no way a teacher would wear a bodycon dress in the classroom, uh, Maya uh-huh. looked great. 
there's a scene early in the movie where Alex is wearing like a casual spring scarf. And I feel like that was the chef's kiss and the perfect way to tell you everything you needed to know about this free spirit, adventurous, (laughs) gong owning dude. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, totally. And Nelson and his short ties really went a long way to developing his character in a visual sense. Mm -hmm. One side note, while I found Millennial Annie Hall to be a very funny line, I hated that bowler hat. When she put it on, I was like, wait, is she going to work at TGI Fridays? What's happening here? Out loud, I said, what is she wearing? Not once, but twice. Woman on woman crime, I apologize. She could not be more beautiful, but they did her no favors. Yeah, I did not get it whatsoever. And even, like I said, I watched it with my daughter. She was like, what? <laughs> so funny i agree i agree um i don't want to let this segment go by without mentioning how great lacy's hair is oh shout out short hair finally i'm getting my moment here um fan freaking tastic i loved her hair so much it was so chic and cool i just loved it loved it and what i liked is they didn't give her one hairstyle and leave it that way the entire time she had like a cute like side part and a cute like she had workout wear and we can, I just oh she had the cutest hair I was watching mm-hmm. it in every scene yeah I I loved loved uh what else did you like about this movie the kitchen cooking scene was real hot oh Her you think so perched oh, on the kitchen counter yeah I was yeah that was kind of steamy right mm-hmm. it was like real sexy for Hallmark I thought mm-hmm. 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 I agree with you I thought Marco as Alex was maybe the best I've seen of Ooh. Marco. Um, I loved his whole, like, cool, calm demeanor. It was super sexy. And then I loved how, like, funny and playful his character was. Like, m- making jokes, but, like, not trying too hard to make jokes. I just, mm-hmm. I thought he was great. And I agree. I thought that uh, Marco and Lacey were f- fantastic together. Yeah. I loved how this movie opens in the past. And we get to see all the backstory of how mm. the curse happens. Um, when we see uh, teenage Alina Varkos, <laughs> come on. When she puts the curse on Betty, like I said, I was watching with my teenage daughter and she goes, who is this emo chick? And I laughed because there's always one sort of like witchy middle school, high school girl in like, every school across America. Am I wrong? No, 100%. They like captured that moment. Fully, fully. I just thought it was great. And I also really loved current day BFF Maya. I thought she Mm -hmm. was like a great voice of reason, always relatable. And when she like declares like she's had enough, like that's what you need from a friend, right? It just took her a little bit too long to get there, but yes. Uh, I agree. (laughs) I also agree. And I do think she had fantastic bangs as well. Mm. It was like great hair. Great hair on her. And finally for me, I like that Hallmark gave this story a go. I thought it was different from them. From a new writer. We They're not new faces, but newer faces, right? Yeah, Lacey's never been in a Hallmark movie. Only Chesapeake Shores. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was – I thought it – 
it was enjoyable. It's not a perfect movie. <laughs> I think we're going to get to it, but enjoyable. I agree. Are you ready for wishes? I am. Okay. So for me, I found Betty's behavior to kind of veer wildly from like kooky and silly to a little bit over the top. Um, and I think the following Alex into the woods moment, while it has some like definite comic relief, it's too much. That's the moment at which the friend needed to be like, what are we doing here? Like, mm. first of all, following someone into the woods and observing them on their camping trip is is not cute. Um, what exactly is her plan should the worst happen? Like, she's afraid he's going to fall in the river. He's going to get eaten by a bear. What's she going to do? She shows herself to be no good in an emergency when they hear <laughs> something in the woods. What's her plan there? I... And again, if it were a dude following a chick on her camping trip, there'd be no argument that it's not a cool thing to do. Yes, I hear you. I hear you when you say all that. Um, for me, felt kind of harmless. But when you put it in, in that kind of context, yes, I could see how it could be problematic. Um, also, I do think Maya... She has a great relationship with Maya. She has a good relationship with her mom. I mean, her mom's a little too focused on her love life, but it's a Hallmark movie, of course. Um, I do think that, like, when you're this hyper fixated on this portion of your life to the point that, like, you start to get close to a person and you immediately break up with them in the car, someone needs to say, you should probably talk to someone about this. I don't... There was a little bit of a discussion about this in our Facebook group. I don't think therapy is like, your life is at rock bottom, you need a therapist. Mm -hmm. I think therapy is like, there's some things going on that I could use some alternate perspective on. Like, who can put this into perspective who's not too close to me? Yeah. And I, I think this character could have benefited from the occasional talk therapy session. You know, I was just thinking, we haven't seen like a therapist in a Hallmark movie, have we? Not that I can recall. Like, I think that is something they should explore. Like, that would kind of be funny to see her in a session talking about this stuff and having the the therapist be like, no, stop doing that, you know? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I wonder the the level she goes to to get in touch with Eleni. Perhaps that's something the therapist would be like, maybe you just need to get in touch with this person and say, like, because my in my vision, the therapist would be like, yeah, that didn't actually happen. That's like a 13-year-old making up stories, right? Mm -hmm. Like, of course, she didn't actually curse you. Everybody knows the 13-year-old goth girl that they went to elementary school with <laughs> who grows up to be totally normal suburban soccer mom. Yeah. So I just think she could have used like a little bit. I think people let this caught a little bit too long. It does make for some funny stories, but she's like neurotic to the point where it's and I speak as someone who is incredibly neurotic, uh, to the point that I feel like she would have pushed more people away. Yeah. Um, our Girls Gone Hallmark Facebook, Facebook member, Paula, wrote the following in the group. And I thought this perfectly summed it up, and if, if I may. She says, my problem with Betty was that she was a risk analysis, allegedly very good at it, but didn't know the difference between systemic and non-systemic risk. That may be just me, though. So while watching this, I was like, 
if Betty's career is making her this anxious about everyday life, maybe she needs a different career. Yeah, that's a good point. Didn't you think like she was so, and it didn't start out at the beginning like this, because I think at the beginning, like we see her being like this boss bitch at work and whatever, right? And then it just kind of like devolves into she's panicked about every single situation like anybody's getting into, especially the boyfriends. And if I may note, how did this curse, because the curse to me feels like it's Betty's bad luck in love, right? The curse is on Betty. Why does the curse now become like final destination for the boyfriends? <laughs> yeah. Right? It's well, like she's worried he's going to get hit by a car, eat by a bear, or hurt in rugby. Like every boyfriend of hers is now dying. I just don't. What? And then she, like, extends the net to cast over Maya because when things start going wrong with Mm, her wedding, mm -hmm. she's like, oh, clearly it's me. Everybody I love gets hurt as opposed to shitty things happen. Like, it's not – it was nice of you to offer to pay – it was unclear what she's paying for. Is she paying for the wedding? Is she paying for the refrigerator repair? A little unclear to me because she just says, I'll pay for it. But that's a nice thing to do. She clearly has the means. That apartment's gorgeous that she lives in all by herself. But – you didn't cause the venue to overbook. Like, you, right. your friendship with her has not caused these, you know, the refrigerator on your food truck to malfunction. Right, right. Also, I would like to add, I have a couple more wishes. This movie, it started out solid for me. Mm-hmm. I was very invested. And then came the camping scene, which was, like, far too much hijinks for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's hung up on the stalker part. I was like, oh, nope, this is too much hijinks. I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't even with this. And then sharp left turn when that building fire happens. I was mm. like, I felt like there was like two scripts like mashed together. Or if yeah. like the writer came up with like this premise for a, a fairly great movie and then it kind of just didn't see it through. It took a weird turn for me midway through. I think that explosion scene there's a lot going on there and for me there's a fire in this building for a company that her company has just acquired and now all of a sudden she's convinced that it's her fault yeah no fires start it's not your fault that a fire started it the company might have issues to deal with, but nobody's like, look what you did, Betty. Yeah, it's your fault. That's that's what I said out loud while watching it. I was like, she was a risk analysis. She can't predict the future. She doesn't know what's... She's not a fortune teller. Yeah, yes. no one is going to hold her liable for this, you know? Yes. Uh, uh. One final stupid thought from me. Uh. I hated Betty's wedding dress. I thought it was like oh. ill-fitting. I didn't. I didn't <laughs> Maya looked gorgeous. I did not like her wedding dress. Yeah, Maya looked great. I did. I. I just. No. Did you not like their me. wedding dance down the aisle? Uh, I didn't understand it. Yeah. It, it made me a little uncomfortable to watch it, but I didn't understand. I was like, "What is this a throwback to? Like him dancing down the stairs and then eating shit? I don't. I don't understand." Yeah, they're having their Fred Astaire, Gene Kelly moment. I didn't really get it either. Oh. I have a wish. Yes. Please stop shouting during yoga. Y'all are so rude. When is the last time you've taken a yoga class and then somebody was shouting and it that bothered you? 
if somebody were having a loud conversation in a yoga class, I would lose my shit. <laughs> it is not the place for it. Go out to coffee. Get out of this room. Like, I think it is so presumptuous to be like, yes, everybody wants to listen to my conversation while they're in here focusing on this other activity. And it happened not once, but twice. They had to be shushed multiple times. And they're not even talking in quiet voices. They're like, Betty, you're not going to believe what's happening with my wedding. It's outrageous. It, I put it in all caps. Stop shouting during yoga. You know, I think it doesn't bother me because I don't take yoga. So I... You know, I, I was know. so uncomfortable watching them shout in that room. I was like, oh, man, y'all are rude. Like, I move. If I were one of those women and my friend was talking to me like that, I'd be like, shh, shh, shh. <laughs> you're going to get us kicked out of here. Be quiet. Yes. <laughs> and then Betty's going to be like, oh, bad luck again. Yeah, exactly. Kicked out of yoga. Are you ready for did you see that? Yes, I am. OK, go ahead. Well, I thought I was so clever that I was so on top of my game when I noticed that Betty's alarm clock said Saturday on it and oh. when she wakes up late and runs downstairs and she's like, oh, this happened on a Friday. It turns out it, it turns out it was a Saturday. I'm yep, like, yep. I thought it was so smart. I thought I was so I took I paused it and took a picture of it. I was like, ah, look, they really screwed this one up. No jokes on me. Jokes That's on me. Funny jokes on me. I'd like to thank Hallmark Channel Twitter. They pointed out that Jessica Sipos from Chesapeake Shores is one of the firefighters in the explosion scene. So we had a little bit of a Chesapeake Shores reunion here. Oh, you know, I was wondering they were showing that actor a lot. Hmm. You know, there was a funny. Okay, I'll put it here in my did you see that during that scene when the fire explosion was happening, Betty runs over to this man who's like, I don't know, he's he's somebody in charge. He's looking like at a map or whatever. And she's like, excuse me, are you in charge? And he's like, yes, he's the paramedic. He's not in charge. <laughs> it says on his shirt, paramedic. He's not in charge of the whole situation. He's not the he's, fire chief. He, the, I was going to say the fire chief. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, the, the whole thing. Okay, first of all, this is one of my did to see that's the building explodes. Alex is just fine, but he's close enough to the blast that he has soot stains on his face, <laughs> yeah. but otherwise completely unharmed, no smoke inhalation, no bodily harm, but he falls down carpeted stairs and sustains a concussion. <laughs> I mean, it was like, I, I want to take this seriously, but like even the emergency workers aren't that concerned about what's happening other than when they start to smell gas and they're like, get back, get back. But the scene didn't work for me. I absolutely agree. The scene didn't work. He's taking photos. He's like behind the police or like, you know, he's close to the building and she's like, what are you doing? He's like, this is what I do. I was like, uh, you were taking photos and like, war zones this is like a building on fire dude you're not like i you're not breaking some story this is not whatever oh i didn't understand that whole segment I and he's not out i have one more did you see that so when alex and betty exchange rings betty's ring is obviously too big for her he like puts it on and it fully turns like <laughs> she's wearing gloves too so like that doesn't help the situation but like he puts it on and it and it like swivels on her finger so you like don't get to see her diamond or whatever. 
I just thought it was funny. When you wear gloves in your wedding, do you put your ring on over your gloves? They did it. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So then, like, after the ceremony, you're taking your ring off and then put eh, anyway. I guess. Okay. Are you ready to rate Betty's Bad Luck and Love? I am. I gave it 3.75 stars. I gave it three stars. All right. 3.75 is higher than I thought you were going to give, to be honest. I mean, overall, I did find it to be a pretty cute movie. It just had some moments where it was, you know, that. Yeah. Uh, I got to tell you, Lacey Maley really sold it to me on this one. I agree. Put her in more movies. Mm-hmm. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of Girls Gone Hallmark. We'll be back next week at the brand new slate of three episodes, a throwback movie, a way home recap and review, and next week's brand new Hallmark original movie. Come back for that. In the meantime, join our Facebook group and leave a five-star rating and review. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.